Psalm 18. We're going to wrap it up tonight, Psalm 18. We've been in it for a few weeks. You know how on your computer you can you can hit copy and then you can copy something that's already typed up or on your screen and you can paste it and have the same thing over and over? Well, you can. And that's what I'd like to do with today. Today would have been a perfect copy and paste day. If we could just copy today and we could paste that every day, the weather was about as good as you could hope for. I never got over 79 degrees on my thermometer, and boy, it was nice and pretty. And so maybe, maybe we're going to get a little, little early fall start to sneak in here on us. Psalm 18, we read a couple of these verses a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to backtrack just a couple of verses just so we can kind of get a, a little context at least here at the beginning. We're going to start in verse 32. We read uh, verse 32 and 33 a couple of weeks ago, but uh, we're going to read from 32 all the way through the end of uh, the chapter. So uh, it's just a few verses, but we'll read through it and then we'll pray and we'll jump in. God... He clothes me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upholds me and your humility exalts me. You widen the place beneath me for my steps and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and overtake them. I do not turn back until they are all wiped out. Excuse me. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I crush them, and they cannot get up. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They cry for help, but there is no one to save them. They cry to the Lord, but He does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust before the wind. I trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among the people. You have appointed me the head of nations. A people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me grudgingly. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives. May my rock be praised. The God of my salvation is exalted. God, He gives me vengeance and subdues people under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore, I will praise you, Yahweh, among the nations. I will sing about your name. He gives me great victories. Excuse me. He gives great victories to his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you be with us as we look at these words tonight. And I pray that the Holy Spirit would just do some good in our life with these words. God, I pray that you hide me behind the cross, that I just... Speak truth, God, that you just help me to bring out what you want to be brought out in your word. And I pray that you help us all to have ears to hear and hearts to hear. Dear Lord, we need your word. God, we need to hear it, not just these words, but all of your word. And we need to live by it and we need to soak it in. So help us, help us to do that tonight, just to soak it in and soak it up, God. And I pray, God, that you just let the Holy Spirit help us to get something 
from this word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. At the beginning of this psalm, we saw David giving the Lord praise in the first few verses. He was uh, giving God the praise that he was worthy of because he was an all-powerful God. And as we see in these verses tonight, we see why David is giving him praise. Because God has delivered David from his enemies, whoever those enemies may have been. Possibly Saul, possibly some of the other enemies. But whoever it was that had come against David, they had come against him in a mighty way and God had delivered. And he began the psalm praising the Lord. And then he went on to say in the psalm, look, there were all these dangers around about me. There were all these things that had, that had come up on me. And then most of the psalm, David is going through saying, this is what happened. The wicked had come against me. The wicked had tried to bring me down. But God punished the wicked and God delivered me the righteous, the one who began to seek him. And that's kind of the beginning of the psalm. And then we take up, and we won't break down all of these verses tonight, but we are going to look at just the first few and kind of break them down. And I thought about these verses today as I was, I was watching the Weather Channel to see kind of what was going on with the hurricane. You know, it's a big deal. It's a big, powerful hurricane coming. And when I was looking at it, you know, they got these little videos that pop up. And one of the videos that popped up was, was inside the eye of Irma. I said, well, I want to see inside the eye of this big hurricane. And so I clicked on the video, and there are these pilots, these storm chaser guys, and they had flown into the eye of this massive storm that is one of the biggest storms we've had in many years, just 185-mile-an-hour, just big sprawling, just disastrous thing. If it hits land, going to cause all kind of problems. And right in the middle of the storm was beautiful, clear blue skies. The sun was shining down. Everything was just beautiful and clear. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of all the raging uh, winds, in the midst of all the raging rains, right in the center of everything was calm. And I thought about the psalm, and I thought about you know, that's what it's like for our life. A lot of times there may be those, those storm winds that are raging against us. Perhaps it's enemies. Perhaps it's a sin we're struggling with. Perhaps it's just something that we're having a hard time, a family member we're worried about. And there's these storms, and they're just Category 5. I'm talking about Category 5 spiritual storms. And all we see is the wind and the wave. But what we must not forget is that God is in the center of everything. And when God is in the center, God can bring calm to the most disastrous and horrible situations. And that's what God had did for David. David was in the midst of a huge storm, so to speak. He was in the midst of all these enemies who were coming against him with all the forces they were bringing him against him. But right in the midst of everything, David knew that if he called out to the Lord, that the Lord was going to deliver him. And the Lord was the calm in the storm for David. And David says in verse 32, he says, God, he clothes me with strength and he makes my way perfect. Isn't that what we need when we're in our darkest hours? When we are at our lowest, don't we need strength? Most of the time when we are just wore out and just tired and just got so much going on in our life, oftentimes we just feel totally drained. And we need strength. We need strength that can come only from the Lord. The kind of strength we're talking about, the kind of strength that David's talking about here that the Lord gave him is not the strength that you get by going to the gym. It's not like all of a sudden David said, give me strength, and God made him have big muscles. No, David needed the strength to get up and to be able to stand against his enemies and to be able to keep going in the most difficult situation. And David knew that God was his strength. He clothed him with strength. He says in verse 33, He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely 
on the heights. David was sure-footed. He knew that God was going to guide him and not let his foot slip, that God was going to uphold him, that God was going to take care of him. No matter what he came up against, we talked about the heights that sometimes we see deer or certain kinds of goats that can scale these these almost vertical terrains because their feet are, are made by God in such a way that they can they can stand on just the smallest rock and on just the smallest rock they can stand and be secure. And David is saying, my feet are like a deer, I'm secure. No matter what little bit of hope I have, David says, my hope is in the Lord and I'm going to stand on that and God is going to keep me firm. Verse 34, he trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Again, we see the strength that the Lord gives. The idea of bending a bow made of bronze. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever bow hunted before. I've never shot a bow before, but I know that some of those bows are very hard to pull back, especially for a weakling like me. And I've pulled back a few bows, and boy, you really got to tug on some of them big high-end bows. And here David is saying, God has given me the strength that I can pull back on a bow of bronze. Boy, that's some, that's some pretty intense strength that God gives us. And we need some pretty intense strength sometimes. Why? Because as Christians, as human beings, we go through intense situations. We go through times where things are just hard, where it seems like there's no hope, where it seems like everything is pressing down on us, everything is coming in on us, and we seem like it may seem like to us that there is nowhere to go. And in David's situation, as his enemies were coming around him, he called out to the Lord, and the Lord delivered delivered him and the Lord got him through these situations. He says in verse 35, you have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upholds me. Right hand uh, usually symbolizes power in scripture. David is saying, you've got me. You are holding on to me. You are taking care of me. You have a shield of salvation. You have spared me. You have delivered me. There's a, there's a Star Wars game I play uh, on the computer, and one of the items you can get on there is you can, you can activate this shield, and it makes this bubble shield that kind of just about the size of you and goes over you. And when you make it come out, you can't hear anything. You're kind of in silence, and you see all the enemies coming, but you're completely safe to it. All, all the sound kind of goes away, and you're kind of in that, that bubble shield of protection. That's what I thought about with the Lord. That's what the Lord does. He, he, he puts protection around us to take care of us so that we can kind of tune out all the things that are around us so that we can forget to focus on those things that may look bigger than us, but focus on the Lord and focus on His hand upholding us and taking care of us. And your humility exalts me. Some translations say, uh, and your gentleness makes me great. Boy, that's a good verse. The first thing I thought about when I read that verse was Jesus Christ. Because of His humility, because of His gentleness, He makes us great. We are not made great for anything that we have done on our own. We are not made righteous for anything that we have done. God doesn't look on me and say, boy, I'm going to save Shan Van Norman because he is so good. That is not what God does. But instead, we are made great because Jesus humbled himself, because Jesus was gentle. We see that in Philippians Philippians, where it talks about the humility of Jesus Christ. And David got that. David said, your humility exalts me. Boy, that's something that we need to learn as Christians. That's something that ever needs to be on our mind. When we look to the example of Jesus Christ, we need to remember the humility that He had. 
And that's not always easy to do. It's not always easy to humble ourselves before people who may be trying to jump on our case, before people that are doing us wrong. We may be proud and think we want to jump back and we want to get back at them. And it's not always easy. Very seldom is it easy for me sometimes to humble myself, but that's exactly what Jesus did for us. And because Jesus humbled himself for us, he makes us great. Because Jesus humbled himself for us, we get to be exalted, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus Christ gave everything for us. And that's a lot of reason for us to celebrate. That's the only reason as Christians we have to celebrate. In Isaiah chapter 43, uh, verse uh, 4, God says that he uh, delights in the people. That's a pretty good deal. That God looks down on the people in those verses. He's looking down on the people of Israel and He's saying that He delights in the people. And that's a big deal. You say, well, that's, well, that's such a big deal. It's a big deal because let's not forget, boy, He delivered them out of Egypt and then all of a sudden they turned on Him. They, they didn't, even in the wilderness, they wouldn't listen to Him. He brought them to a promised land. He had given them everything that they needed and they continued to worship other gods and turn from Him. And in the midst of all that, the text says that God still delighted in His people. And I believe that God still delights in those of us who are His children today. And I also believe that sometimes we may be a little like the Israelites. And we need to repent and we need to turn and we need to seek the Lord. And we need not to forget that God delights in us. Even though we may be in the midst of a storm, maybe we created it on our own or maybe it's not of our doing, but God is with us in that storm no matter how we got there. If it's because of sin, we need to repent. If it's because of situations and circumstances out of our control, we need to call out to the Lord just like David did so that we can get the strength that we need to get through those situations. You widen a place beneath me for my steps, and my ankles do not give way. No matter how, how hard the road was, David said, you made a path for me. You made a big wide path for me, a path that I could walk down, and my ankles did not give way. Have you ever been in a situation in life before, spiritually speaking, where you just didn't feel like you could go on, where all these things were coming against you and this stuff was so hard and, and, and there, you were sick or somebody you knew were sick and there were all these things and you were just battling with and things weren't working out, things were bad at work, things were bad at home, and you just said, I cannot make it, I cannot go another step. I'm at my end, I cannot go any further. And it may have seemed that way for David too. It may have seemed like with his enemies coming against him that he could go no further, that there was nothing he could do. But he knew that God could get him through it. And he's saying here, look God, I praise you because you made a path before me, a path to walk on. You made my way better before me, dear Lord. You took care of me. You provided a way and you helped me to make another step when I couldn't make another step on my own. And maybe some of us are in that place tonight. Maybe some of us are just struggling with life. We could be struggling with life in a bunch of different ways. I don't know everybody's situation, but maybe you're struggling tonight and you're saying, I can't go any further, God. I can't take another step. When we can't take another step on our own, that's when we need to call out to God and say, God, I am weak, but you are strong. And the same power that David found with the Lord in these verses against his enemies, against what he was up against, against the storm that was in his life, David knew that if he called out to the Lord, that the Lord was at the center of it all. And the Lord would bring some calm and some deliverance to him. And God will bring some calm and some deliverance to you. And it may not always happen as quick as we want it to happen, 
But if we call out to the Lord, He will be with us. He is strong and we are weak. And let us cling and seek His strength tonight if we need it. Let's pray. Father God, we come to You tonight and we thank You for these good words. I pray that You'd help us to learn from David's attitude and David's heart. God, I pray that we would just cling to You. God, I pray that You help us to take that one more step. God, maybe there are some in here that just feel like they can't go any further. They can't do it, dear Lord. I pray that they would just seek you dear lord that they would call out to you that they would pray for your pray to you dear lord for their deliverance i pray that you would give them strength i pray that you would help them to feel that shield around them i pray that they would feel the peace of of your presence i pray that they'd be able to drown out the storms that are around them dear lord and that they would focus on you at the center of everything and put you at the center of their problems god that we would keep you at the center of everything dear lord where you are the calm and you are the beautiful and you are the thing that is going to hold everything together. And so, God, I pray that we would seek you, that you'd keep us strong. Be with anyone in this room that needs you tonight, God. I pray that you take care of this, this church, this congregation, and we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the humility that he showed. We thank you, God, that we can be looked upon with the light by you, God, not because we deserve it, but because of what Jesus did. And we thank you for that. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.